Welcome to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I'm your host, Brian Montez, founder of Scalosity Works and the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching and membership community. So congratulations is in order. If you've built a successful freelance business that has grown to the point where you need to hire, you have achieved a huge milestone. If you're already past the point of making your first hire and your team is now growing, well, congratulations is in order to you as well. So regardless of where you are with scaling your team and your business, whether you're at employee number one or employee number 100, this podcast focuses on everything related to people operations. We'll cover best practices, strategies, and solutions to help you build a sustainable and scalable business that is fueled by great people and a great culture. So if you're enjoying listening to this Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, please subscribe, give us a like, and give us a review. Your feedback will help us grow this podcast, and we'll be able to positively impact more employers to help them build better work environments. Welcome back to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, where we coach business owners on hiring employee number one and beyond, helping implement proactive HR systems, and helping you build a high-performing team that's going to help you scale your business. Today, we are going to talk about essential interview questions that you will need to do once you've built your team. See, hiring is only a quarter of it, right? Getting them on board, getting them trained, that's just the first step. After that, the difficult work really begins in terms of keeping them engaged and keeping them excited, giving them a future, giving them professional development. That's where the real work begins. And although, you know, you definitely need to be having your regular one-to-one conversations with your employees, there's going to be times where you're going to notice they're disconnecting or something's going on and you need to know what questions to ask and when to ask those. So before we get into that today, though, we're going to mix this up a little bit. I know that there are a lot of lessons out there to be learned. Back in my day, in the, when I was in the corporate world, the biggest team I ever led was 150 employees. So I've had big teams all throughout the U.S. Not everybody was in the office with me. So I understand what it takes to run a big organization and to run a big team. And there's so many lessons that we learn. And as I look back at my career, there are just stories and things that we encounter that you just can't make up. And those create some of the best stories and some of the best learning opportunities. So each podcast moving forward, at least when it's just me talking and and not an interview type podcast, I'm going to bring up one of these HR stories that you just couldn't make up even if you tried. These are just real life events that have happened that when you sit back and scratch your head and go, wow, did that really happen? Well, yeah, it really did. And what's the lesson to be learned from there? So today's HR lesson or today's uh, HR story that we couldn't make up if we tried had a manufacturing operation about 50-some-odd employees, and retention is fairly high in this particular organization, so the group is, is fairly close. And so one Friday night, there was a party after work, and it was a family party, a birthday party for one of the employees' kids, and so a lot of the staff went to this party. It was interesting because the following Monday is when all uh, H-E-double-L broke loose at the plant because that Friday night at the party one of the employee's wives accused another employee of sleeping with her husband. And of course, you know, the accused employee vehemently denied it uh, and ended up being true that she was not having an affair with this fellow employee. But it unraveled a whole host of things. There was an affair going on. There was this behavior happening. And uh, it did lead to a serious problem inside the plant because what happened Monday is as as, uh, as soon as they got to work, they went to see their plant manager and started filing complaints and lobbying insults and just all kinds of stuff broke out. So needless to say, that Monday was not very productive. 
the lesson to be learned from this as you have employees is this, you know, we can't regulate their behavior outside of work per se, meaning that people are going to meet at work. People are going to date. Relationships are going to happen. That is an eventuality. And that is something that you as an employer need to be prepared for, but you can certainly regulate the behavior at work. So, you know, if people are dating, obviously you can't have a manager dating a subordinate. That just is a recipe for disaster. But if you have coworkers and peers that end up dating, you cannot regulate that and you can't tell them that they can't date. But what you can do is you can put in certain policies like non-fraternization policies and, you know, certain things, certain things they have to agree to in terms of behavior at work to make sure that their relationship doesn't create drama in the workplace. Needless to say, we ended up having to sit down and get this whole situation resolved and get with the people that were having an affair and get all that sorted out. And obviously there were a lot of angry and frustrated people, especially the woman who was accused that wasn't having the affair, but she was accused of having the affair. So what ended up happening is, you know, that week was a lost productivity week. Productivity was down. There was, there was anger and frustration. So jumping on a situation like that and dealing with it right away is absolutely critical. Again, some of these stories that you couldn't make up if you tried. All right, let's get on to today's topic, which is conversation and interview questions that you are going to want to have with employees if you start to see things starting to happen. Now, you've heard it countless times that the customer is always right. And so, you know, for a number of years, the focus has been on customer satisfaction, right? We got to keep the customer happy. The customer is always right. We got to do everything we can to make sure that customer is happy and keeps coming back. But for the longest time, that was done at the detriment of employee well-being, right? We put that as more important than our employees' well-being. And long-term, we know that's not sustainable, and it's not fair to the employees. And we know that if you focus on keeping your employees happy, and you focus on that employee experience, your customers will be taken care of, right? If your team isn't happy, then the customers are going to feel that in that experience with your employees, So we really need to make sure we are focused on employee experience, which we did talk about a little bit in last week's podcast. The 2022 Gallup State of the Global Workforce Report has told us that just 21% of employees around the globe are engaged at work. So, you know, we've heard this term quiet quitting. Well, I got news for you. Quiet quitting is nothing new. Um, It's just a, a new phrase for a phenomenon that's always occurred, you know, and why it occurs and what happens. That's a, a conversation for a different day. But reality is, is we know that it is very difficult to get 100% engagement. And we have to work really, really hard as leaders and as employers to make sure that we keep our employee experience positive and that that engagement stays more positive than negative. Because employees who feel connected to their workplace, they're going to be more productive and they're going to be more committed to their jobs, more committed to you, more committed to the mission, and more committed to the vision, right? And we know it's going to lead to lower turnover, lower absenteeism, et cetera. So being on top of employee experience and employee engagement is a critical component of being an employer. Now, the question comes up is, well, when do I need to sit down and start having these conversations, right? Well, what am I looking for? There's four different instances where you as a leader, you as a business owner need to be watching the environment and looking for these particular things to happen. And if one of these four things happens, then you need to take a look at having a conversation, a sit down with that employee and digging into what's going on. The four instances or the four things you need to look for, make sure you have your pen and paper out, difficulty meeting deadlines, right? If your employee is having a hard time meeting deadlines, that could be a sign they're starting to disengage. 
Now let's make sure that that difficulty in meeting deadlines isn't because you've set an unrealistic deadline or you've piled on more work than they can handle, or you've given them a project that is outside their skill set, right? So make sure that you evaluate the entire situation with a 360 degree lens. But, you know, if you see an employee that is having a hard time meeting deadlines, that may be a sign that they are becoming disengaged. The other instance you need to look for is lack of enthusiasm for projects that they used to enjoy. So if six months ago you could give you could give one of your employees a, a project and they would light up and be excited about it, feel energized and feel charged, that would be great. But if you give them a similar project now six months later and they just kind of look at you like, yeah, okay, I'll get it done. Well, you may have a problem with an employee starting to disengage. Another instance that you need to look at is withdrawal from team conversations, right? If that employee is starting to be very quiet, they don't say much in team meetings, they don't speak up on the Slack channel, they kind of pull into a shell and they're not participating, that could be a sign that they're disengaging. And last but not least, the other question or the other instance you need to look at, which might require you to start having this conversation with them about how they're feeling and engagement is if you see a rise in absenteeism, right? And if an employee starts missing work a lot, that's a good sign that they are starting to disengage. Now it could also be just a sign the disengagement may not necessarily be work-related, right? It may be because they have something going on at home that is drawing their attention away and it's impacting their work because they're not getting there. But it may not be that they've lost interest in the work itself, but they have something going on in their personal life that's creating a problem. But a rise in absenteeism should be a situation where you take a step back and go, okay, I need to sit down and have a conversation with this team member. I mean, at the end of the day, it's well documented. And we know that if you have regular one-to-ones and you run pulse surveys for your team, you should be able to stay on top of all this stuff. But things happen. And when these instances come up, it may require you to to have a special sit-down conversation and get into the nuts and bolts of what's going on. I'm going to give you 21 different questions that you can ask based on the situation that's going on. The first bucket of questions, and again, you're not going to sit down and use all 21 questions in a conversation, right? You need to step back and look at what is going on. Is it high absenteeism? Are they not happy about projects? Are they not communicating? You need to look at what's going on and then tailor your questions around that. This may be where the entrepreneur to employer coaching program can help you, right? We can work with you on these specific situations in our coaching program and help walk you through what's going on, give you our insight, give you our experience, and give you some ideas and paths that you can take when you come across a specific situation with an employee. So if you're interested, you can grab the entrepreneur to employer link to our website uh, in the show notes, and you can kind of check out the community and see if you're interested. All right, back to what we're talking about. So the first bucket of what you want to look at is having conversations or questions about their professional development. One of the reasons that somebody may be disconnecting is because people want to see a clear vision for their future beyond that current position and what steps are going to be necessary to help get them there. You know, and employees, for them to feel engaged at work, they need to feel like their current job is fostering a sense of growth, both personally and professionally. So including growth-related questions when you have these conversations can help get that out of them and help you better understand what's going on with them. And again, as we've discussed, it's very important on employee experience for us to have some level of professional development. And even if your organization isn't big enough to have promotions every couple, three years, that's okay. Remember, it's okay to still develop your team, provide professional development, knowing that in five years, they may move on, but they move on with a good feeling. 
So here's three questions that you can ask if you want to sit down and, and see if the lack of professional development or something akin to that is causing the disengagement. Question number one, on a scale from one to 10, how confident do you feel that your current role is fostering your professional growth? Question number two, what is the one thing you need from your manager or from me to move closer to your personal goals? Question number three, do you feel like you have a clear growth path in place to reach your professional goals? So you can ask one, two, or all three of these questions if you really feel that they are getting stagnant or they are disengaging because they have some concerns about their future. All right, the next bucket of questions that you can ask is going to tie into the relationship that they have with their coworkers. Relationships among colleagues can make or break employee engagement and make or break employee experience. And when people feel like they have good relationships with other employees, they're going to feel more engaged with their work and they're going to be more more motivated to collaborate with the team. But the opposite side of that is if they have challenges connecting with their coworkers and connecting with their peers, it could lead to lower levels of engagement. Make sure that you've got questions that are built to help you understand what's going on with his or her relationship with their coworkers. So here's three questions you can ask. On a scale of one to 10, how supported do you feel by other employees on your team? Are communications among your coworkers honest and transparent? And question number three, if you could change one thing about the team you're currently on, what would it be and why? You know, these are questions, again, you can ask one, two, or all three of these questions to get an understanding of how they are feeling about the relationship with their coworkers. All right, the next bucket is going to be around manager-employee relationship questions. And you may be the only manager, right? If you're the business owner and you got a team of five and they all report to you, then it's you. So you'll have to find your footing in terms of how you want to have this conversation, but ego aside, you're going to have to be ready to have these conversations and be willing to hear the feedback about how they feel about working with you. Relationships with coworkers, they play a major part in employee engagement, and it absolutely is going to include how their relationship is with you or their manager. You know, sometimes you'll act as a coach, a mentor, or an enabler for your team members, So you want them to feel comfortable coming to you and feel supported when they do come to you. So here are three questions that you can ask if you really want to start understanding how do they feel about the relationship with you or their particular manager. Question number one, on a scale of one to 10, how supported do you feel by your manager? Do you feel like your manager cares about your overall well-being? And what's the one thing your manager could start or stop doing that would help you do a better job? Okay, three questions. And again, you can weave these into your one-to-ones, or if you need to do a specific sit-down, you're going to have these questions as an arsenal in your tool belt to work with. The next bucket of questions that I want to give you are around engagement interview questions about feedback. Feedback is directly correlated with their growth. When employees receive feedback, it helps them understand what they're doing well, what they need to work on, and how they can reach their full potential. Not only that, employees need to have space to share their own feedback. So making sure that you have developed a continuous feedback loop, open communication is critical. Okay, they cannot grow and succeed unless they know in real time what's going on with them and where they stand. So here are three questions to help you get the ball rolling on the feedback side of engagement. Question number one, are you satisfied with how often you get feedback from your manager? Question number two, does the feedback you receive at work help you grow and develop? And question number three, If you have feedback for your manager, do you feel comfortable sharing it? Very important question. Because if they don't feel comfortable sharing it, if they are only going to tell you what you 
want to hear and not what you need to hear, then the feedback is useless. All right. The next bucket of questions are going to be around company alignment. And we've talked a lot about this, right? The values that you as the business owner, the values that the leadership team, the values of the organization, if those values are up on a wall and they are not living and breathing throughout everything the organization does, then those values are no good. And people will sense when there is a misalignment and people will disengage from that company when there is a misalignment big part of feeling engaged at work is understanding the bigger picture that your role contributes to. People want to know what their, that their work has a purpose and they feel connected to the company's greater goals. So, so you can start by asking a few of these questions. Here are three questions for you if you want to start seeing if that employee still feels aligned to your values, your mission, and the company objectives. Number one, do you understand how your role contributes to the company's mission? Question number two, are you confident that your organization is able to reach its objectives? Question number three, are the values of the company aligned with your personal values? Okay, those are three questions that you can ask if you want to start seeing if that employee is still aligned with the organization as a whole. A couple more buckets for you. Next bucket is the interview questions about happiness and satisfaction. Happiness is closely tied to engagement. How someone feels connected with their job, if they're consistently stressed out, sad, or even angry at work, they're going to be unhappy. They're not going to be satisfied. So understanding if there's a fundamental happiness and satisfaction at work is important. And again, not every day is utopia, right? Work is work. So there's going to be days that are tougher than other days. That's normal. That is called life. But not every single day at work should be miserable. Here are three questions you can ask. Number one, on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you in your day-to-day -day work? Question number two, do you feel like you have a healthy work-life balance? And question number three, what's the one thing your manager, team, or leadership can do to make you happier at work? The next bucket of questions are going to revolve around the organizational culture and the workplace environment itself. People are influenced by their environment, so your company culture and workplace environment have a direct impact on employee experience and employee engagement. So whether your employees are in office, completely remote, or hybrid, you need to understand what blocks and enables their success. Here's three questions for you. One, do you have all the resources you need to do your job effectively? Two, how does your team's behavior reflect your values day to day? And three, what's the one thing you like the most about your organization's culture, and what's the one thing you like the least? Explain to me why. Okay, those are three questions that you can utilize if you want to start having that conversation about how your employee feels about organizational culture and how they feel about the environment in general. So this wraps up the 21 questions that I wanted to give you to help you have those harder conversations with employees if you see them starting to disengage. And the reality is you can use these questions in your regular one-to-ones. You don't need to wait for somebody to start disengaging. You don't need to wait for high absenteeism. You don't need to wait for trouble meeting deadlines. You don't need to wait to see somebody pull back into a shell and not participate, right? You can take these questions and proactively use them in your one-to-ones. But once you start doing this, what's your process? What should it be? Well, number one, make sure you're consistent with your questions. Ask these questions over and over and, and utilize them to make sure that you're being consistent, you're getting feedback regularly on them, and you're seeing if the answers change. Number two, keep historical data, right? When you have these conversations, make notes, because you're not going to remember two weeks ago what your team member said to you, right? You have a lot going on, you're growing a business, very busy, juggling a lot of hats. 
So keep historical data, take notes, make sure that you're writing things down so that you can refer back to it because you will not remember what the conversation was two, three, four, five weeks ago. The next piece of advice is think about the question structure itself, right? I've given you the questions, but you can reframe them, you can reword them, format them and customize them to fit the specific situation, right? Make them your own and design them to fit the situation that you're dealing with. Well, I hope you got some actionable things that you can take today and immediately start using in your business tomorrow. That is the purpose of this podcast is to make sure that we're giving you some tools and some frameworks and some roadmaps and some things that you can use immediately in your business to start improving the situation. And again, we'd be happy to to have you come and check out the Entrepreneur to Employer community. The website is in the show notes. Take a look at our website and see if uh, additional coaching and working with a community and additional tools and additional training and additional learning would be beneficial for you to help you continue hiring the best employees, to continue helping you implement proactive HR systems, and to help you build the best team that you can so that you can hit whatever exit goals you desire, whether it's building your company and passing it on to your family, whether it's creating an ESOP and creating that employer program for your employees to get ownership, or whether it's just a straight out exit where you want to build the business over 10 years and have a good exit strategy. So whatever those goals are, the Entrepreneur to Employer community is is designed to, to help you achieve those goals. So thank you for listening to the podcast and we look forward to having you back next week. Oh, and if you enjoy this podcast, we would really appreciate, I would really appreciate a, a review, you know, give us some feedback, let us know that you're, you're listening and that, you know, what we're telling you, the, the things we're talking about are actually helpful. We'd love that feedback. And if you know anybody that would benefit from this podcast, please feel free to share it with them. Make it a great week and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast today. We have a free resource for you. Download our free workbook with the 18 questions that a transitioning entrepreneur to employer needs to ask and answer before making that first hire. The link to your free resource is in the show notes. And last but not least, subscribe to this podcast and give us a review. The more we grow this entrepreneur to employer community, the more we can make sure that Mondays, or any day of the week for that matter, don't suck.